0: You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncour.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R dot net. And use the code BONECOURCITYCAST20. The Pacific Northwest is home to some of the country's best backpacking trails. But for many like me, hiking and camping for days can feel daunting. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Carrie Carnes, a volunteer ambassador for the nonprofit women's outdoor empowerment organization, Women Who Explore. Their Portland chapter leads groups through the wilderness year round on free backpacking excursions. Carrie is sharing her best kept tips for first time backpackers and a few of her favorite trails to start your journey. It's Thursday, August 17th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. You know, Carrie, I've only really done car camping. Like how many backpacking trips have you gone on? So I would say between maybe a dozen
1: to two dozen. That's a lot. For some people though, like some listeners might be like, Pshaw, that's nothing. So it's all relative. <laughs> but um I I would say that I'm still on like, you know, like an intermediate experience with backpacking.
0: Well, I mean, a lot more experience than a lot of people have. I mean, I didn't even know there was a difference, to be honest. When people say they were going backpacking, I was like, so you're going, you're walking with a backpack? Like it didn't click to me what all that entailed. Uh, What do you wish you knew before going on your first backpacking trip? Oh my gosh. I really wish that I had packed
1: less. I think this even applies just to packing in general, you know, if you're going on a regular trip, but you really only need like a set of clothes to hike in and get sweaty in Mm -hmm. and then a set of like clean clothes to sleep in, which includes a clean pair of socks. I think most backpackers will tell you like, the feeling of, you know, your feet are tired, potentially at the end of the day, putting on a nice pair of clean socks, like as you get in your sleeping bag is, is pretty clutch. Um, the other thing, and I know you've had some folks talk before about hiking, and this also applies to hiking is that cotton kills is, is kind of this little mantra. So you really want to either wear synthetics. Or, or wool. I personally like merino wool, but it is a little bit more of an investment because you're going to be wearing the same clothes for a few days. And any type of moisture, whether it be rain or sweat, cotton just holds that moisture. So really choosing your clothes wisely. And then my last thing that I wish I'd known, altitude equals cold, colder. So some of my first times even car camping in the Northwest, like up on Mount Hood, depending on the month, I'm like, okay, the temperature's like. Easily twenty degrees different, so you really you have to know before you go, and and that's going to kind of continue to be my mantra as we talk about this. Know before you go. Like you don't want to be having these epiphanies or aha moments when you're at your campsite.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you want to be having them before. So, what are some other essential tips for backpacking in Oregon? Um, know how strenuous it is. Know what your elevation gain is, and particularly backpacking, know whether there's any water sources because water is heavy. And the weight of your pack matters. So if you, you know, choosing where either your destination is at a lake or you're crossing streams along the way, it means that you can carry a water filter. And there's lots of different kinds. Like I think most of us are familiar with kind of like the life straw, but there's there's all kinds. I mean, we could spend an entire show just talking about water filters. Um, Also, uh, check the weather. It seems like a kind of a duh, but weather can come in pretty quickly and it can be a blue sky day right now and and something could be rolling in that you just don't know about. Um, also more and more applicable, unfortunately, is check the wildfire status. That is that is a mm-hmm. real thing. Um, a few years ago, I had planned to do the Timberline Trail, which circumnavigates Mount Hood. And there were fires that literally started, I think, the day before we were supposed to leave. So we bagged we bagged the trip. And uh, so knowing before you go and then tell someone. So let someone else know. This is so important. So if it's a friend, they don't even have to be local, friend, family member, just someone that you trust and say, hey, I'm going out for just one night or I'm going out for three days or I'm going out for 10 days, you know, whatever it is. This is the trail I'm doing. This is the trailhead I'm parking at. This is the car I'm driving. These are the people I'm with. I anticipate to be back on Sunday at 5 p.m. But if you haven't heard from me by 10 p.m. on Sunday, call the local rangers. If you get in a bad situation, that can save your life. So know before you go and share those plans with someone else. Okay. We've talked a little bit about water. Water's heavy, you know, have a water filter if you can. Um, so food is really subjective. I will fully admit, and some people might gasp, but I could probably survive. And I have definitely been known to just bring protein bars because the reality is you can survive for three days without food. Uh, But I have friends, shout out to Christina and some of my friends, you know who you are, who literally pack gourmet meals and kudos to them.
0: (laughs) Are they dehydrated?
1: Oh, not all of them. Some some of them are like I have friends and I aspire to get this way, but they'll dehydrate their own food.
0: You know, Carrie, I actually follow many a TikTok account that's just backpackers that dehydrate food. And I don't really have any plans on backpacking, you know, in my future because I find it very intimidating. Uh, though I love hearing about it. And that is one of my favorite like niche genres is the dehydrators.
1: Yeah. They're, they're super, they're super rad. And here's the embarrassing thing. I actually have a really nice dehydrator and I don't use it. So maybe it'll just be an excuse to have like a dehydrator party and bring over some of my friends. Um, so dehydrated food does not have to take, taste gross. It has come certainly a long way from like the MREs that we think of, you know, that the military uses.
0: Chalky ice cream. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but on the subject of food, you need to take care of your food and your wrappers. So food coming in wrappers has food residue, um, Bare bags or bear canisters. And even if you're going to someplace that's like, oh, it doesn't have bears, it's no big deal. Uh, let me tell you my embarrassing story about wildlife. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I had been backpacking in the Enchantments, which is the North Cascades. And I had had this little like snack that was the little peanut butter packets that, you know, you just kind of squeeze the peanut butter into your mouth. And then I rolled up my little packet and I tucked it into the side of my backpack. Mm -hmm. And then that night we had a bear bag. We packed up, you know, our toothpaste and our chapstick and all of our food wrappers. And then, you know, we, we slung it over a tree but I had forgotten this little peanut butter packet in my side bag. And I put my my backpack outside my tent. And in the middle of the night, I hear this like, like this little noise. And I'm so tired. And I knew that it was a little animal, not a bear. So I just kicked the side of my tent and I kicked my backpack and whatever it was turned out to be a mouse ran away. And for like the next hour, I was just too damn tired to get out of my tent. Oops. Can I say damn? Oh my gosh. We're going to have to bleep that one, Carrie. Oh, gasp. (laughs) Um, So long story short, a mouse, again, not a bear, but a mouse had ended up chewing through my backpack uh, to get to this little.
0: Oh, no. Um, So those two
1: are really important and they're important, obviously, because you don't want critters up in your stuff. And yes, I'm joking about this little mouse, but we don't want wildlife to associate backpackers with food. Mm. Like be conscientious in the way that you interact and in the way you kind of borrow this space of wildlife, um, not only for your own safety and convenience and comfortability, comfort rather, but also future backpackers. Um, the last thing is poop happens, okay? So like bodily functions are a thing. And if you're out in the wilderness, even for only one night, something's going to happen. And please, please, please like plan accordingly. So that means learning what to do with your stuff. So digging a cat Mm -hmm. hole, they're called cat holes. And don't just like do your business on the ground and walk away. And I can't tell you how many people do that. And not only is it disgusting and unhygienic, it's, it's just crass and crude. I just
0: want to, I just want to say, if you're a (laughs) backpacker that decides you're just going to poop on the floor, not bury it, which even a cat is smart mm-hmm. enough to do. Just stay out there. Don't come back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> just stay out there. Oh. This is who you are now. Right. You're just a floor pooper, and that's what you should do with your life, right? And I bet you don't return your shopping carts either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody needs you. You're good. All right, well, let's take a quick break here and when we come back, I want to hear some backpacking route suggestions. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, let's talk about backpacking trips closer to Portland. Could you suggest three routes, like an easy, intermediate, and a difficult one? Well, before
1: I un- unveil those recommendations, I just want to acknowledge that someone's definition of easy could be someone else's definition of hard. So this is super, super subjective. That's a very good point. It is. And so just some things as you're deciding what you want to do to take into consideration. So distance, if you're like, yeah, I've can hike. F- i hiked five miles or 10 miles before, doing that with a pack on your back that could weigh 30 or 40 pounds um, is, ga- is totally different. So really taking distance into consideration, elevation gain. So someone's like, oh, that hike is only a mile. Well, is it a thousand feet of elevation gain in that mile? And that's very common in a lot of places. So really looking at the elevation as you choose your route, Um, access to water. I know we talked about water, but that can really shift from like maybe a beginner to an intermediate as well as stream crossings. Are you going to be walking across streams? Is it spring or the, the flow is really heavy? Are you going to you know, need to get your shoes wet potentially? All of those things go into it. So as far as beginners, I'm going to recommend, and these are all kind of, I think, in the Mount Hood National Forest. Uh, the Salmon River Trail is beautiful. It's up in Welches. And maybe it's first of mine because I've hiked it so many times. I haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm an ambassador with this super rad group called Women Who Explore. Mm -hmm. And we have this Portland group that is just coming up on 10,000 members in our Facebook group. And this group of women is also a really great resource to crowdsource ideas from. And we host beginner backpacking trips. So the other thing I was going to recommend, because you mentioned you're a little intimidated, is find others who are more experienced to go along with. And then not only can you like meal plan together and and kind of just disperse who's carrying what to alleviate some of the weight in your pack. So some of the places that our group has been doing beginners backpacking, um, Lower Twin Lake, Boulder Lake, and Shell Rock Lake. I also want to give kind of a shout out to Timothy Lake also on Mount Hood. And hopefully you're seeing kind of a a theme between those, so there was Salmon River. There's a lot
0: of water. water. That's what I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, there's a lot of water. The
1: light, the light bulb goes <laughs> off. Um, and intermediate, that's actually kind of I would say the the toughest one to recommend because that's going to be super super subjective. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Silver Star. That's something Gifford Pinchot. I know that this is um, Portland's podcast, but really, let's let's just you know. Southwest Washington is kind of like a suburb of of Portland. And so-
0: I mean, like, sure, sure.
1: A lot of Portlanders (laughs) do a lot of hiking in Gifford Pinchot. And by the way, Gifford Pinchot isn't as populated and inundated. So if you're like me and you want to be in nature and not see other people, which is the allure of backpacking, then maybe you might find yourself seeking out Gifford Pinchot over Mount Hood. I know there's blasphemy. Do you have comments? Because people are just going to light this up and be like, I can't believe she said Gifford Pinchot.
0: I've never heard of this national forest. I actually had to Google it because I was like, "What is she?" Doing? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know who's gonna have so much opinion about this national. What, what is it? Why do people? Is it a controversial national forest? I don't no,
1: understand.
0: no. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Actually, a
1: lot of, um, a lot of people really love Gifford Pinchot. It's just, it's a little bit farther from Portland. It's not as popular. And I would say as far as more strenuous, um, the Timberline Trail around Mount Hood. I'm saying it because I've always wanted to do it. And I got, you know, wildfires like two years or two or three years ago. I wasn't able to do it. It's about 40 miles um, circumnavigating Mount Hood. Um, I've hiked or backpacked and hiked bits of it, like, because there's beautiful Mm -hmm. wildflowers. I mean, you
0: cross a lot of streams, so there's ample water, but it is also no joke. I have a friend who does that routinely when the wildflowers Mm bloom. And so that's her favorite time to go. And she plans it in such a way that she ends her trip. I don't know if it's the lodge or some other location where she gets a burger and a beer. And like, that is what she looks forward to the entire trip. And I was just, and I just think that's so funny because I'm like, you know, you could just go get a burger and beer. You don't have to wait 20 miles. Uh, But she, uh, she just like, it's like, her one of her favorite things, and I love hearing about it. I love it. Is that is that necessary? Yes, uh, Carrie. After the long so. backpacking trip, like your first actual non-backpack
1: meal. It is, yes. So that you that is such a funny thing that you brought up because so number one, it is Timberline Lodge. A lot of them start and finish, depending on clockwise or counterclockwise, that's where a lot of people do it. And that's that's where I planned. You know, we planned out our whole four day trip with you know where we were getting our water and definitely cap it off because you could be drinking the world's cheapest beer, but it's gonna taste like heaven. (laughs) And even if you don't, it could be the best lemonade. Sorry. It can be non-alcoholic as well, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that burger. And so a funny thing about backpacking is usually it definitely starts to happen on the last day, if not sooner, depending on how long your trip is, but there's the food fantasies. And so, (laughs) so like you're hiking back and you, then you just start talking about what you're going to eat. And, and it's like this whole thing, like the, the food conversation, you can't have it too early though. Like if you're in a multi-day, you can't have it like because if you start having it too soon, it really like takes over your, your brain, and you get a little obsessive.
0: You start seeing your friend like a cooked turkey, <laughs> you know, like a cartoon, like a like a walking hot dog, stuff like that. Right? Maybe, maybe if you've been picking mushrooms on the side of the trail, but that
1: that's a that's a conversation <laughs> for a different podcast.
0: <laughs> well, before we wrap up, uh, what are some events listeners can look for? Uh, you just you mentioned a woman who explores you know, puts on these backpacking trips for people who who want to learn. And it's only for women identifying people, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Coming up, we've got
1: Silver Falls. We're doing a group hiking, not backpacking, to Silver Falls. And then we're headed to a brewery after that. Um, we also have an intro to rock climbing class, which is super cool. That's at Stoneworks Rock Climbing Gym. That's in September uh, another thing that we also do is some online events as well. We do some free online events. We've been so busy having events that we still haven't posted our next ones. So if you hop on women who explore Portland, you'll have access to all of those events and that community. And we do have a website, women who explore.com, but that is for like our national groups, but yeah, women who information, connecting you to our local groups, as well as online classes and even bigger trips.
0: Nice. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to to chat with me and and share your knowledge. I appreciate it. You've actually inspired me just like this much more to give it a try. I feel like if I ever did do this, I would just jump (laughs) on that Timberline uh, loop just because I want a burger. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) it. Um, Secret, you don't have to do the loop just to have the burger. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Just go to the lodge. That's probably what's going to happen first day. Like, four hours in. You know what? I get it. Let's go get a burger. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate it. Thanks, Claudia. And now for your microdose of news. Multnomah County's much-anticipated launch of a safe park shelter in Bonneville has been postponed. It's yet another setback in efforts to provide effective services for homeless residents. The county is also sitting on more than $100 million of funds, $60 million of which is earmarked for homelessness services, but a spending plan has yet to be finalized. And Portland's Artist Repertory Theater announced Tuesday that they are cancelling their 2023 through 2024 season because of a funding shortfall. A statement on the company's website points to state pandemic funds that just didn't materialize, along with a nationwide arts funding crisis. The cancellation comes during construction for the theater's new $30 million facility, which representatives say will continue, although on a slightly different timeline that, of course, is depending on finances. Also, a clarification from yesterday's episode. In it, we discussed the new Paid Leave Oregon program and said people could apply for up to 12 weeks of paid parental leave if they're not covered by their employer. But it's actually a bit more complicated than that. In some cases, people can still use the program even if their employer offers benefits. To find out if you're eligible, go to paidleave.oregon.gov. Thanks to listener Ashley Bridget, who brought up the point. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a good review. It'll really help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim.